G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. As we do on a Monday, we like to check in with the Australian Christian Lobby, getting an idea what's on the agenda for the week ahead. Wendy Francis is back with us. Hello, Wendy. Welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. I think the phone is fixed. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Wendy, uh, the New South Wales state election, and really this is so important, not just for listeners Mm. in New South Wales, but people listening to our conversation all over Australia will have their eyes focused on what's going on in New South Wales because uh, this election taking place at a time when our freedoms, our education system, parental rights, they're all under attack. How are you seeing things for the 25th of March? Yeah, look, it really is important for the entire nation because um, New South Wales are looking at you know introducing uh, Christian like world religious freedom legislation, but they also uh, have made the made it very clear that they will introduce conversion laws. So both the opposition leader Chris Minns and also the Premier Dominic Perrottet have said that they will do this. So of course there's been um, quite a big pushback because the concern, particularly for parents, is that they might be considering a Victorian style conversion therapy legislation, which which I mean I think most people listening now know the Victorian style laws restrict um, parents and and counsellors at all as well to have any conversation with their child that doesn't affirm gender transition. So prayer is banned um, in Victoria for a child who is concerned about their gender. So there's been a big pushback on that. And and so far, um, both of these leaders have said that they will not um, go down the Victorian style uh, of legislation. But at the same time, they're both saying this is a very complicated area of legislation and we need to, you know, protect people of their rights to um, to have be convert, you know, have conversion therapy. So it's of big concern. And I think what we see is that there's an opportunity here in New South Wales before they introduce conversion therapy laws to have an inquiry into what we see as this huge problem nationwide. And the big problem is that children are being moved along into um, both medical uh, but also psychological, uh, what we would say is abuse because they've actually been moved into an understanding that they can actually change their their sex. They can move from being a boy to a girl or a girl to a boy and it's actually... It's cruel because it it can't happen. And so we think that there's an opportunity here in New South Wales post the election with both these leaders saying, we see that there's a problem, but we are going to introduce, well, let's have an inquiry. Let's really look at what's happening and let's look at what is best practice, both globally, but also here in Australia. And so we think there's an opportunity for them to, I guess, lead the nation in what is truly... Uh, conversion therapy and what is actually um, just good good practice. This is so challenging, isn't it? And, uh, you know, you feel like the wool is being pulled over eyes uh, where you've mm-hmm. got uh, this thought that we can 
solve one sense of abuse, uh, the thought of electric mm. shock treatment uh, to treat people uh, who might have an unwanted sexual attraction, but then we'll swap mm. that with uh, another even more abusive form of letting kids go through uh, all sorts of uh, transition issues. Uh, one form mm. of abuse for another. But just let me just touch on this, uh, Wendy Francis, getting your thoughts because, as you say, uh, Chris Minns, the opposition leader supporting a conversion bill and probably will look similar or even harsher than that which is already in place in places like Victoria. But you've also got the uh, the government Liberal leader, the Premier, uh, Dominic Perrottet, also saying he's going to support that too. So if you're looking for who are the goodies mm-hmm. and who are the baddies, how do you how do you discern? So what we're saying to people in New South Wales is look to the upper house. So this is uh, an insurance policy, I guess, if you can get good people into the upper house because then they can they can help to block uh, bad legislation. And so Lyle Shelton is running. Uh, he Family First is not actually running itself because it wasn't there wasn't time to get it registered, but he is running as an independent. And, of course, he is, uh, he is Family First. And then there's Mark Latham as well who has put forward some really good um, parental um, laws in the past that have not been successful. And so these two men in the upper house would actually uh, be able to potentially block some of the bad legislation. You know, Perite is talking about, oh, you know, we can't have, we can't have um, people using food deprivation or electric shock to, to try and convert people out of a, a sense of who they are sexually. But how, like, it's just, Food deprivation, electric shock, it doesn't even happen, Neil. It doesn't happen in our nation. It would be totally illegal to do this. And so there's, they're hiding behind this um, like really radical, drastic action that, that happened you know, in the past, not actually in churches. Like Churches were not doing electric shock. This was actually in medical practice. Um, we need to realise that as well. But they're hiding behind that to say, you know, this is what we need. And there's no evidence at all of that happening. If there was, of course, the Christian church would be the first ones to call that out. Wendy, no doubt you're spending a fair bit of time in New South Wales around the issues that are developing for the New South Wales state election. You're Mm. coming across people, you're in conversations continually around these sorts of things. What sort of things are parents expressing to you? Because it seems to be that parents even though uh, lots of listeners to this program might appreciate uh, the parents who are under uh, at risk here and the churches are being targeted, but uh, how are parents approaching you and asking you about these things? Well, people are really worried about it because uh, they don't want their children taken off them for some misguided notion that them saying to their child, no, we're not going to go down this path, that somehow that is abusive. And in a Victoria... That is exactly what it's called. But there's other things that parents are really worried about too, Neil. They're worried about the education curriculum. They're worried about the cost of living, to be honest. There's many things that are concerning them. And, you know, these are not, these are not easy times in our nation and around the world. And so the, the, um, the people in New South Wales are looking for a strong government. Uh, this is one of the areas that matters to them most because if you ask any parent... What is your biggest concern? 
it is for their children. And so this certainly is one of the big ones. So we, we are there a lot. We've got we've already run a couple of forums. Um, we've got another one tonight in Parramatta. We've got an online forum coming up in a, in a few days on Thursday night. And then we're running one in Liverpool as well. So we are, we are getting around and we're mostly trying to, um, again, what I say is we're mostly trying to target this upper house because we believe that that is where we're going to actually be able to stop some of this really... Um, terrible legislation. You've got these targeted election candidate forums. Uh, you mentioned one on Thursday night. Uh, it's an online mm-hmm. forum. So uh, mm-hmm. while you can't get to every electorate, every community in New South Wales, at least you can make yourself available in an online forum. So this Thursday night, no doubt, will be a very important one, Wendy. It is, and we have Lyle Shelton and Mark Latham both fronting up to that because we want them to be able to explain to people how important it is that this upper house um, is is the focus, I guess. I was really surprised and, I guess, delighted to see that Lyle Shelton drew the number one um, on the ballot paper. That was exciting uh, because it's in the, in the norm, it's not going to be easy for someone, for an independent, to actually get up. But being in the number one spot, um, the, yeah, that, that, that's a wonderful thing. Um, it certainly gives him an opportunity to speak up as well because the media are always interested in who's in number one. And so even, even running in an election like this, it opens the opportunity for people to draw attention to some of the big issues that are happening for parents. And, and all this around the parental rights area is yeah, is sort of uppermost in our thoughts. So the the forum will focus on some of those issues, but it will also talk about the economy. It will talk about a lot of other things as well. You know, so many people look to the Australian Christian Lobby for some level of wisdom and guidance. And uh, as you say, you've got these special speakers and uh, Lyle Shelton, who is known to all of our listeners, uh, what a champion of Christian faith and I think it might be the prayer of everyone listening to uh, see Lyle Shelton uh, in on the crossbench in the uh, Legislative Council in New South Wales. Mark Latham, though, who doesn't consider himself to be a Christian, but he's the biggest defender of what uh, we can see as an attack against Christians. Uh, One Nation, uh, thoughts here, Wendy, for people who might be concerned about Mark Latham, people who might be thinking, what is the Australian Christian Lobby saying about how the vote should go on the 25th of March? Thoughts here around Mm. Mark Latham? Yeah, such an interesting character because, as you say, not a man of faith, and yet I think he's very close to the kingdom, to be honest, and I think he'd say that himself. So he seems to be one of these um, commentators that, um, like a like a Jordan Peterson type person, who not a person of faith, but recognising the um, wisdom of a biblical lifestyle, and also just a very logical thinker. So we we believe that his uh, parental rights legislation was was brilliant, and we would like to see that um, reintroduced. We certainly would. So yeah, not someone of faith, but very close to the kingdom. Um, and I believe with a, a sense of uh, understanding of biblical principles and prepared to actually follow them. And Wendy, the thought that, uh, you know, you don't tell people how they should vote, uh, but when you're talking about what the uh, their upper house, that legislative council crossbench might look like, uh, with the uh, you know with the retirement of the likes of Fred Nile, 
and mm. with the necessity of having some sort of a Christian friendly voice there that will actually be able to block really dreadful legislation that we're talking about, uh, this is something mm. that people ought to be really thinking very carefully about. I think the whole of our nation should be praying for someone like Lyle Shelton. Um, someone like him to be, to get into our parliament would just be, yes, another Fred Nile. And don't we need, we need more people who will go the long, go the long distance, not, um, not, veer from the right or the left but just stay that uh, very strong biblical truth stay on that path so I, I would encourage everybody whether they're in a, New South Wales or not to really pray that uh, that Lyle Shelton will be elected but also that um, I guess people of faith will be prepared to actually step up and say I will commit myself to, to being concerned about politics to being concerned about what is going to come down the line for our children because it's not just for us, Neil, it's for our children and it's for our children's children. We want them to have the right, to maintain the right, to be able to bring their children up in the faith. And and I don't get me wrong, that is very much in the crosshairs at the moment. There would be people who would want to take children away from families that are bringing them up in a godly way. Um, this is really serious stuff. Wendy, we started our conversation just a little late today. Uh, if you're mm. happy to continue on a little longer, if you've, unless you've got some other imp- important appointment that you've got to be at, but I'd love to be able to ask you about some other issues that are going on. Are you available to stay with us a little longer? I am, Neil. I'd love to do that. Okay. We're going to take a very short break. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Wendy Francis is our guest. Uh, Wendy is the Director of Politics for the Australian Christian Lobby. Wendy, if we're talking about this New South Wales state election, it's now less than two weeks away. Challenging time for New South Wales listeners to be thinking carefully about how they vote. I want to ask you about the NSW Votes website, the link that people will be able to get at the ACL website. What sort of detail Mm -hmm. will, will listeners be able to access there? So they'll be able to see what sort of, um, uh, how people, how the current MPs have voted in past um, really important votes, I guess, you know, private private members' votes and those sort of things. They'll also be able to see some interviews. So we've got an interview from Mark Latham and Lars Shelton up there. They'll see all the details about the candidate forums and they'll be able to read up um, on some of the, what we see as the key issues. Because another one of the key issues in this election is the whole gambling issue. And so uh, uh, Perite has promised to actually bring in um, a card that will be sort of a prepaid card to try and help uh, particularly the most vulnerable who are losing, and I'm telling you, our, our nation loses over a billion dollars on pokies. And New South Wales is the um, epicentre of that. And so we believe that's also a key issue. Um, certainly there's also the conversion therapy, if we've talked about, but the euthanasia and abortion, those sort of things, you'll be able to see on there how your members have voted in the past on these issues and um, and also the actual party's um, policies on these issues. But there is also an, a, a, 
uh, there's a video up there of my interview with Tim Costello, um, who has been for a long time the advocate to reduce problem gambling. And so he's it's a brilliant interview from him uh, up there as well. There's also actually, I think, um, interesting too, there's also understanding the voting system in New South Wales because um, sometimes the, it can be confusing from state to state because it changes. Certainly where I vote in Queensland, it's a very different uh, political system. So we, we always try and put up a, a video just explaining how the voting system works in each in each state. So there's issues around policy, there's issues around how to vote, uh, there's issues on all sorts of different levels, including those candidates and those members of the New South Wales Parliament and how they have voted on previous legislation. So a very, very good research uh, a resource for listeners to be able to access at acl.org forward slash dot uh, dot forward slash nsw votes hey, just a, a couple of quick other uh, issues that are going on wendy um some good news uh, for little arian and his family the uh, the young indian family who were denied permanent residency visas uh, because of their 10 year old mm-hmm. son uh, who has down syndrome uh, there's some good news here there really has been good news, and I think this is an important one. To, I'm glad you brought this one up, Neil, because um, there have been some people uh, contacting me and say, "Why, why are we doing this?" Because you know we've got we've got uh, rules around immigration, and they're there for the good of Australia. This was a really um, important case because not only I do think that there's a problem with them being denied permanent residency after they've been here contributing to our nation in an area where we we had a skill shortage. So they were contributing well to our, our the needs of our nation. But the reason why they were denied the permanent visa was because their son was going to be a drain on us. It was because he had... Uh, he um, has Down syndrome, uh, so they were rejected because he was going to be a burden on society. So the the message that that sends to every Australian with a disability, but I'd say particularly for parents of a child who has Down syndrome or a, somebody who has Down syndrome themselves, is that they create a burden on society. And this is we can't we, we just couldn't let that pass. Um, you know, as Christians, we, we know that every single human being is precious and valuable. We also know that, um, that by far and away, the, major- the majority of, of, um, of babies that are diagnosed with the possibility of having Down syndrome are aborted before they can be born. And so there, is a, there, is, there seems to be a, a move to actually eradicate people with Down syndrome uh, in our in our nation, but around the world, and so we we needed to step up and say no. We cannot deny somebody um, simply because they have Down syndrome when this family was contributing so well to our society. They've lived and worked in Perth for seven years. Their kids were two and four when they came here, and um, and so there was a really strong public response. Uh, it was about six thousand ACL supporters wrote to the immigration minister via our. Our website, and um, and he, yeah, he has stepped in. He's allowed to actually make a ministerial intervention. Um, they would not do that if there were not good grounds. Uh, there's been a number of times in the past when I've asked for immigration um, to make an intervention, and they've come back and they said, "Look, we can't because of such and such." And I understand that. I really do, and I've always accepted that. 
But in this case, they looked at it and they realised, yes, this is the right thing to do. So we were really grateful for that. Well, uh, there is some good news for little Arian, but there's also a little warning light that switches on as you recognise the attitudes of political leaders around uh, children with Down syndrome. One more Mm -hmm. issue to pick up on very quickly here, Wendy, and uh, just Mm -hmm. over a week ago, of course, there was a very blasphemous joke that was delivered mm. on Channel 10's The Project, and there's been a public outcry over it. I haven't spoken too much about it because I've uh, just been reluctant to even say that there was a joke mm-hmm. and uh, even just mm-hmm. shielding people from the thought that uh, they might even be exposed to these sorts of things. But uh, but what are your thoughts about that particular... There was a protest uh, against mm. the project. Uh, what, what, what was going on? Yeah, I've been exactly like you, Neil, and I've actually avoided it. Um, but... Uh, I also am naive enough not to have picked up on how X-rated this joke was. So I do encourage people not to, to go and look for it or find it because this is uh, I now am aware that this was very crude, very crude joke. Um, so it was blasphemous and extremely crude. And um, it has led to calls for the program to be cancelled. There was an apology from the project, and so I was sort of, oh, well, that's good, they've, they've apologised. But when you understand that um, the same people who laughed at the joke were the ones who the next night apologised, it's hard to accept that um, there's not a credibility issue there, to be honest. Uh, So around 600 people gathered outside the Channel 10 studios. um, And and I think one of the things for me that I did say to some uh, media people who asked me about it was that this this joke was X-rated, it was blasphemous, but this was about a very sacred moment uh, for, well, well, you know, if we believe the census, we're talking about 44% of Australians who identify as Christians. This is a very sacred moment and it is diabolical that this should be the butt of, of not only just a blasphemous joke but extremely crude. Um, so I, I honour the people who gathered outside the studios. Unfortunately, um, Fred Noel, had a, 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 he collapsed and was taken to hospital, but I hear that he's well now. But I can imagine it being a bit overwhelming because it is, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to even put yourself in the position of understanding that this was so bad. Um, it makes you feel sick in the stomach, to be honest. It's, it's hard to think of anything worse. <laughs> what might mm. be heartening is that when the project aired that material there was actually a backlash from viewers. And Mm. sometimes we'd talk Mm. about the project and say it's the most woke current affairs program on the TV. And uh, Mm. But the interesting thing is it's just like they overstepped the mark and there were people and perhaps they came from a Christian religious faith, perhaps they didn't, Perhaps it was just so over the top uh, that people couldn't help but actually uh, voice their disapproval. But it might be mm-hmm. actually, uh, you know, it might be significant. Get your thoughts here on the fact that there was a big backlash that came, that people did call in and they did complain, and it forced the project to actually have some form of apology. Yeah, and it is it, people power is a lot stronger than anybody gives it credit for. And, you know, sometimes people contact the ACL and say, you know, can you do something about this? And I say, well, the most effective will be for you to actually contact your local member or contact Channel 10 yourself or go to the library and do it yourself because that is actually um, probably one of the most powerful ways for people to protest. 
But I do, I am encouraged by the pushback. I'm encouraged by the number of people who are prepared to gather. Um, there were, you know, parliamentarians there as well. I certainly know Fred Nile was there. But I think uh, one of the reasons was it wasn't just this blasphemous because in terms of uh, blasphemy, uh, you know, Jesus was the one who, who was turning the other cheek. He was loving and kind and gracious. And I think people think they can get away with um, with being blasphemous about Jesus because he wasn't someone who retaliated. But I think what shocked people um, in this instance too was that it wasn't just ex-race, it wasn't just blasphemous, it was really very, very crude. And to be honest, I still don't even really understand the depths of, the, of, of how crude it was, but I know... Uh, from people saying to me that it was very crude. So I think that was also uh, for parents who allow their children to be watching TV at that age, at that time, which is not really late, um, that would have been so upsetting for them as well. Well, Wendy, thank you so much for another set of deep insights around those things that are happening, uh, that are developing, certainly around the New South Wales state election that's less than two weeks out, and there are some ma- uh, major things there that Christians need to be focusing on. Uh, let me point listeners to the Australian Christian Lobby website, acl.org.au. That's acl.org.au. Wendy, thanks so much for your update today on 2020. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.